Greetings, traveler. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Jellos, and we are back for a gameplay episode this week, and I am joined by two of the most amazing people in the world, and, uh, well, you know, they're not here. No, I'm just kidding. No, Arkanir, Arkanir Silvershield. How are you, buddy? Hello, I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad you could join me today, you know, in Nern. No? Me? Yeah. I'm, I'm not joining you. Oh, well, you're me. I'm not even in the game. Never mind, I don't, I don't like you anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Well, Mark, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Don't, 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 don't take it that way. I, I, you're the best. You are my Nord brother. So, that voice you heard because she thought we were still not talking, but she, you know, <laughs> opened her mic anyway. <laughs> I couldn't hear the song and I was confused. <laughs> how you doing, Blood Eye? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good. How, 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 uh, how was last episode? Did you enjoy it? Were you angry you couldn't be on? I was. How dare you move it to my Monday when I'm at well, you know, there, there's the problem. You just need to look at it and go, hmm, work or Tales of Tamriel? Clearly, you know which one you should have chosen, and you didn't. So, uh, chat room, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for showing up. I see there's quite a few of you there already, so that is awesome. And uh, I definitely want to say, give a shout-out to the intro music, the guy who did the intro music, the amazingly talented Family Jewels. Uh, if you want to hear that cover, which is the Elder Scrolls uh, medley, or any of his other amazing video game covers, he did a couple on The Legend of Zelda, as well as, I, what was the other one I was just listening to the other day? Ah, oh, it's going to drive me nuts. But anyway, it's amazing. Go check him out on YouTube.com slash FamilyJewels7X. Um, but before we do any news as well, or any of our gameplay, I should say, we also have to give shout-outs to our amazing supporters over at Patreon.com slash Network. We've got a couple new patron supporters. Uh, Happy Hansel was one, and Audrey Bits. Thank you so much for going out there and uh, supporting us over there. You're allowing us to continue doing what we're doing, uh, upgrading the stuff that you know we have and increasing the quality production values and all those things and trying to make a better show that's more enjoyable for you. Um, and of course, anyone who supports us over there at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network uh, is entered into our monthly drawings as well as getting podcast episodes early. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us and also maybe get some cool stuff. Uh, we also had a new Twitch subscriber, which is awesome. Uh, Meows Bark. I love Meows Bark. He's awesome. I, I just like the name Meows Bark. Uh, he's a frequent emailer. In fact, we actually have an email from him today, I guess I should say him her i'm not really sure i'm just gonna use the pronoun him for now um but i got an email today uh hoping that it would get on before the show because he has more lore questions and he knows i love talking about lore so uh, that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna talk about lore um but before we do that we got to talk about what we've been doing in game and arcanir was lazy i know he played on the pts a little bit right i was busy, busy were, not oh, lazy okay all right the word the word was there but i was sticking with one all right um so you were busy so you didn't get a whole lot of gameplay in right yep. okay um and now i know i didn't get as much as last week because i also was busy but i did get a good bit and i'm going to talk about that but first we should let our do we call her a guest host now because she doesn't realize the amount of time she's going to get roped into this now that she said she could so we'll, we'll stick with guest host yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll try not to scare her away 
you know, right away. Uh, but uh, Blood Eye, what have you been doing? I have been doing some stuff. I Boob window finished. dying? I've been boob window dying. <laughs> I bought the new dress. Dies a bit better than the pants, but still not bright enough. But I'm over my rants for that. I got my librarian title from finishing that quest in Morrowind. Okay, I actually saw that title, like, library. Yeah. how did she get that? I actually thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was a housing title, like, if you bought enough books and placed them in your house. <laughs> no, it's the, the big quest line, you have to find 30 tombs in um, Vardenfell and do this quest. Well, so that's cool. what those tombs does. I've Great. been collecting yeah. them, but I, I yeah. didn't know how to, like, use them or anything. Um, near... Vex Tower or Pyramid or whatever it's called. Okay. Um, there's a the librarian room and you go in there and start the quest. Oh, okay. Okay. You have to find thirty cool. of them and they're really hard to find. Really hard. Well, yeah, that's no, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they're really hard to find if you don't probably use an add on that tells you exactly right. where they and are. I, did school. I had to Google the last three because I couldn't find them. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Destinations probably has it, but if you use not the de- yet, no cheating. Oh, they don't have it yet, really. Not yet. Oh. Not that I've seen. Um, the second thing was I finally finished the I like my ink achievement. Found my final one. So good, done that. I still need to do um, that. <laughs> yeah. And I've started on my main character trying to finish gold content because I sort of stopped. So I was, um, so I started off down there speaking to Queen, what I call Queen Flathead. Queen Flathead. Her head is so flat, it drives me crazy. Anyway, Queen Flathead, so I'm starting the quests with her. And the other thing was last night in the guild for this podcast, we did Trials Night and we started to try and do Halls of Fabrication. Oh, so we really? Got the first two bosses, and it was amazing. So much fun. Wow. Loved it. Loved it. Now I'm jealous. Yeah. It was well, I was awake, but I checked the like Discord, and I saw 12 people in it. Okay, let's yeah. continue playing this other game. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. You didn't, you didn't show up, and could have been Halls yep. of Fabrication. Yeah. Yep. It was good. It was really good. Loved it. No oh. wonder you guys didn't complete it, though. I wasn't there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, if you'd play on North America more, I'm just saying. You'd, Correct. I, mean, I don't even play on European that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing it yes or at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, man, that's a, that's a complete opposite change. Normally it was me, and now I've been playing it like crazy. I mean, other than this week Good. where, you know, I've been doing a lot of show stuff for the network that I wasn't <laughs> able to, but I still actually played more than than you did in terms of like I, I i have several things i probably put in a good i don't know eight hours worth of gameplay which might not seem like a lot to some but um it to, to some yeah i definitely agree it's probably not a whole lot but it's still more than i was putting in because i finally got done with thieves guild and then i felt rejuvenated <laughs> to go through content <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah all right um, keep going. I'm, we're just giving commentary as you go. Yeah, no, that's really the main things I've done. Okay, all right. I'm bringing friends, by the way. 
Aww, why are you bringing friends? I'm bringing friends. Have a watch. Ring of Mar Mother's oh. Sorrow. I'm gonna lock oh, it because I, I don't want... You only brought one. That's... Oh, I had heaps following me, but they left. Ah, there's one, I guess. They turned around. I see. Yeah, no, while, while I was doing this, I wanted to do something somewhat mindless, and I didn't really want to level another character, even though I really should. Um, but I like doing stuff on my main, so obviously I'm like, you know what I haven't done in a few days? The dailies for, um, you know, the Undaunted, and not the Dungeon Dailies, but, you know, the Delve and the World Boss, because I was going to start collecting sets, because now I'm in a collection mood right now, since ESO doesn't allow you to have a lot of cosmetic collection, because everything is, you know, cash shop. But then I'm like, wait a minute, they added new, um, new new bank slots so i have like 480 bank slots now i think it is and i'm like well maybe i should start collecting all the weapon and armor sets in the game just so that i have them in case i ever want to play with sets you know uh so i started I a question, doing that though. okay were you ever in not collection mode uh for armor sets i never really cared i guess is the thing because um i would get the set that i was actively running and then i would just like say screw all the others my bank was mostly full of the i well i take that back i i did automatically collect any kind of monster helm so if i got a monster helm i kept one of every weight and now i'm keeping yeah, I have that too. two of every weight the idea is i'm farming anything that is either impen or divines i'm keeping everything else is trash um weapons i'm just collecting precise and sharp and stuff for right now but i guess as a, i should probably also be doing infused or power I, I think it's infused i don't remember uh but yeah that's kind of what i'm what i'm doing right now is just playing with those so uh have you been doing anything else have you done anything with the guild lately um just uh pledges and that trial night oh okay uh pledges what pledges were you doing Oh, gee, what were they? I've been doing them every day. So I want keys for the new monster sets. Oh, um, I didn't even think about that. So they kind of blur into each other because I do them on multiple characters. Um, right. White Gold Tower is always favorite. Uh, yeah, all the usuals. Oh, I Can't love remember. White Gold Tower. It's How like do you have favorite. the patience for doing all the pleasures every day on multiple characters? I don't understand that. You do it on multiple characters? I don't even know why you're using it. I do it on two. I do it on like, my DPS and my hit. Okay. That's still too not, much. <laughs> not every day, but... Oh, no. Died. I did, but it's okay. It's a world boss. Kill him. Oh, I died too. You, you, didn't, you didn't kill him. <laughs> oh, um, wow, Ag. You are such a noob. I'm looking at the stream and... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, just be quiet. Just be quiet. <laughs> I hear you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, anything else that uh, you want to talk about? No, that's all. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I have to bring up my list of stuff. There we go. All right. Just bring this over here real quick. All right. So, what have I been doing in game? So, obviously, one of the things I've been working on has been the uh, Rothgar, because Rothgar's awesome, right? Like, I I've been having a lot of fun with Rothgar been doing tons of rothgar stuff and um uh i i was helping king kurog at the frostbeak fortress which is like the second quest after you get there um it, it's kind of neat because one two of my favorite scenes happened um the second one i guess is after you do that part but it's remember when we saw the 
the trailer for it and they um <laughs> they have a harpy sweep out of the air and kill the guy like pull him up that actually happens during one of the quests like the yeah. very first quest you're that. doing uh, and I got to meet the my second love, which is a is a wood elf. I like the wood elves; they're cute, you know. Um, she's no little leaf from Craglorn, but she's still pretty cool, regardless. Um, what is her name? Elvie, Elvie, the the archer, something like that. Yep. Yeah, she's she's funny. I like her, and I actually like the one alchemist I ran into because he was pretty funny. Um, because he's he, he's dealing he's like in a cage like on fire and he's like so you know are you gonna get me out before I burn to death or what are we doing here? Um, so <laughs> I I kind of liked him he was he was a lot of fun I just got a mother sorrow in divines ooh a helm gonna lock that nice. um, the RNG I actually just got another thing plague doctor belt in divines too while I was in the in the dungeon oh it's a helm it's useless. Well, it depends. It it depends. You might not be using a monster set though. Um, yeah. Not everyone uses the monster sets, especially if you're. It, well, now that dual wield isn't necessarily king anymore because of all these resource issues. Even like Magicka people are doing like the st- uh, the staves now, so it's a two handed. So there's a lot of people going five five and then a master or a maelstrom. So there's no room for monster helms. Like even my set right now is is um five five and then one for the uh the master <coughs> the master weapon. And you're only getting that for the extra weapon damage. So like I'm not even using monster helms in this build right now that I've been working on, so um Okay, fine, it's useful. It it you is a good <laughs> item again. You got the to... I don't know. Is it? Does it sell for anything? I don't know. It may not. Yeah, it's not picking Mother up. Mother Sorrow so. usually sell for good. Mother, yeah, um, but maybe not the helms because again, not everyone is using mm-hmm. those things. It's it's hit or miss at this point. I should actually look and see what else. Uh, Madness and East March. Okay, Halls of the Dead. Um, yeah, I'm doing. For anyone who's wondering, in game, I'm doing the dailies as well. So I'm jumping around, and now I got to go clear the undead in in East March. Uh, in the Can halls you share, of the please? dead. Yes. Um, so, but while I was in Frostbeak Fortress, obviously when you're in there, you're dealing with Reachmen, right? And you got to see the Briar Hearts in action. Like, I don't know if anyone's played, well, I shouldn't say, I don't know if anyone, millions of people have played Skyrim, but have you ever, like, looked closely at the Briar Hearts in Skyrim, how creepy they are with, like, the open chest wounds and then the Briar Heart inside? Um, getting to see the tree is insane because it's gross it's like growing out of dead bodies like because that's what they do they they grow it out of dead bodies and um i just shared those two quests with you by the way thank you um Got them. so it, it's funny because you see this like this this well this uh this giant tree with like dead corpses still like part of its bark it's insanely creepy and i love it mm-hmm. um <laughs> So yeah, that, and you got to see little sproutlings, which are like little these little briar trees that then are you know growing out of these corpses and this pile of like of flesh and bones. It's 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 insanely gross. Um, and again, I love it. Uh, so apparently, I did find the true lusty Argonian maid in game. 
If, oh, did you? Yes. Uh, she is in Rothgar. And it starts from a, a quest called Birdsong's Corpse. Um, I actually have to pull up my map once I'm done here with the loading screen. It's an item you pick up in a dungeon. Uh, let me just look here real quick at Rothgar. The dungeon, or it's a delve, and I think the delve is... It's not the Argent Mine. Ah, oh, over here. Cold Perch Cavern, I think it is. So it's... it's oh, yes. So yeah. you find an item in there, and this item is... You know, it's this idol that apparently curses people into the into these harpies, right? So you go and you you find an Argonian, and she's like, "I can help you." Uh, you know, I can help you with this. I can help cure this curse, right? And um, she's in the Mages Guild. Her name is Dachi Do Dachi No D E E C H E E hyphen N O O. Anyway, so she's like, all right, so I can cure this, but I need a few reagents. I need you to go to collect, uh, like, a frozen egg of some kind. I need you to go collect uh, uh, an ancient bone, and I need you to go collect, like, one other item. Um, So you go to these different people, and they're all within Rothgar, just in the city itself, and you talk to them, and they're like, yeah, you know, they're, they're... they're merchants, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, maybe I could sell this, but I mean, come on, it's super rare. It could be worth a lot of money. Um, but of course, I have the persuade option, right? So in the, with the persuade option, I'm sitting there going, well, you know, you're right. I, I, could, um, I, I, I could pay you, or I could just go back and tell this, uh, this, this Argonian that you were not helpful to me and every one of their responses were amazing because they're like, oh, you didn't tell me you were doing this for the lovely uh, Doichino. Like, oh, I remember the last time I was there together, we spent such an amazing time. And (laughs) well, there were some other suggestive hints, you know, like, oh, her her back rubs are just divine. (laughs) Just things like this. And uh, it's hilarious to listen to them talk because they're just like oh no 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 don't don't tell her that and tell her i'm eagerly awaiting our next encounter it's just like oh 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 what is going on here um it is definitely worth the 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 uh the quest if you haven't because it's she's amazing (laughs) um yeah so she is the real lusty argonian maid because everyone's like oh you didn't tell me you were here with the fetching you know whatever her name was and Oh, I hope we can get together again soon. It's 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 just it's it's funny. I liked it. No, no responses from you guys. I see how it is. All right, must be quiet. I don't know. There we go. That was, oh, you are dropped again. No, it just was muted on that side. But yeah, um, so I missed any conversation you guys were having about that. But the lusty Argonian maid. You guys have anything you want to say about her? Because she's awesome. I was. Just laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I was trying to remember the, I the quest. What's wrong? <clears throat> Sorry. I remembered the quest, but I don't remember that bit. So yeah. Uh, you must have skipped through it because, yeah, every person's just like, oh, you didn't tell me you were working for her. Oh, I cannot wait for our next encounter. It was so amazing. <laughs> you know, like, like under their breath. It's like, oh. Like what exactly happened? Uh, and apparently she gets around quite a bit, but it was insanely funny and definitely I encourage people to go and take a look at that because it's, 
it, it's great. It's mm -hmm. it's absolutely great. Oh, cool. we made it all the way around to this guy again. Oh, he's a drunk guy. Um, yeah. So I I really enjoyed enjoyed that. Let's see here. Um, so after after you do all the stuff inside of of Frostbeak, you go back to uh, the Scarp Keep and you get to talk. And it's probably one of the coolest scenes that I've seen in game so far because I've actually not you know the animations for this was pretty cool um, because it, it's the scene where Kurog's in there and he's. He's talking with the other chieftains and, you know, he's like, so you guys going to finally accept me as king? And they're like, no, you're worthless. So he goes up to the one guy and just like stat, like impales him on his sword and like holds him up in the air. Like, do you guys remember that scene? No. Yeah. I do. <laughs> and he, it was, but there's like blood and stuff pouring out as he's impaling the guy. And I'm sitting there going, oh, oh, you know, like, because <laughs> normally like all the other death scenes in, in the game were those. Oh, you walk up, you see him do a stab animation, they fall over dead, right? Like yeah. it's just kind of like okay, this was like the guy's literally impaled on, and the guy's holding <laughs> him up in the air, impaled on the sword. I'm like, oh, oh, this escalated. It it was <laughs> it was pretty amazing actually. Um, albeit, I do have some some issues. I guess, uh, which I mean, obviously, I'm sure we'll find out with the story, but the idea of Trinimac, like, you know, they're worshiping Trinimac, and I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, my lore senses are going, and I mean, obviously, it fits within lore, but I'm because I know, which is in, you know, RP terms, I'm like God-moding here, because I know, like, the story already of Trinimac, yeah. but in my head, I'm like going... Okay, there's there's some issues that are gonna you guys are gonna find some problems here just just so you know, because um, your Trinimax is literally a giant pile of poo um, named Malakath. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so I've been I've been doing that quest and that that's kind of where I left off in in the quest line. I I also found um, and I think I ran into my old friends uh, Raynor and Kirith Valis. Oh, I love them. Yeah, the Love. the dwarven the dwarven ruin hunters they were ah uh, yeah they're they're awesome yeah you find them all over the place pretty much everywhere and um I got to got to find them again but I I picked their quest up but I was uh I was at work at the time so like on my lunch break and I was on my laptop my laptop kind of sucks so I'm like I don't really want to go into a, you know one of these these ruins and it look like terrible so I'll just grab the quest and I'll pick it up later. So I haven't done that yet, so I still have to do that. Um but that's okay. You, you know, I'll I'll pick that up. Um but then I also got to do a couple things with um what what else do I have on here? I've been running with Blood Eye and also uh Mr. Pink uh okay. doing yep. dungeons uh the Black Heart Haven to try to get my my right. my bone pirate. Um, which I, I got a couple pieces from them, which is awesome. And I also got a bone pirate divines boots from a random pug that I did on Monday. Nice. So I'm, I'm getting closer and closer with all my, my set bonuses, right? Like I almost have enough. So when I, Ooh, I also got a mall of Stendar sharpened mall of Stendar. Ooh, gonna, gonna lock that. I'm gonna keep that. Like I said, I like I'm I'm a, I'm in collection mode now. So anytime I see something that's actually you know worth somewhat of keeping, any kind of sets, I lock them now and then I keep them. 
Um, I just got reinforced gloves if you want them. Nope, they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only keeping divines and in pen stuff for armor. That's that's all I'm, I'm keeping confused. for right now. Um, nope, nope. Almost everything's if if I have to, I'll farm it because uh, divines is generally still the best. Um, tank sets are a little are pretty much the only change to that because um, sometimes you have to roll with uh, reinforced if you're going five one one for whatever reason. You know, you get reinforced or I guess sturdy is also a big thing that uh, tanks would get for shield tanks anyway. But yeah, so um, let's see. What else did I do? Uh, oh, um, I got to run veteran um, Sanctum of Fidia with Nerdman and his wife and also Amanda Gray. She came Yay. along um, <laughs> to which she died a lot. And I complained, and so she sent me a whole stack of soul gems so that, you know, anytime she dies, I can go heal. <laughs> no, I just was giving her a hard time, but she still sent me an entire stack of soul gems. Um, but yeah, and I also Stormlords was there, and it was really cool because uh, I got um, div- a Divine's Twice-Bitten Serpent belt, and then I also nice. got a, a gold ring of Twice-Bitten. So I actually have two rings now. And I also have, um, oh, I just got dragon, uh, heavy armor, sturdy, gauntlets of a dragon, sturdy, eh, eh. You probably sucked everyone else's RNG for during that. Uh, I know Amanda didn't get it. No, she didn't get anything. She was pissed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and I got two pieces, both, you know, a gold, gold ring. So all I'm missing now is I'm missing one armor piece. And one uh, the necklace, and then I'm then I'm set like with gear for twice bitten serpent, uh, cool. which is which is cool, yeah. Um, so I got to go back and do that again at some point, um, at least a couple times. But yeah, the belt apparently is, is is really good, and I actually had people in the in the uh, dungeon telling me like, "Hey, uh, I'll buy that off of you." And I'm like, "Nope, I'm wearing it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah because one guy was like i'll give you a ring and i'll give you 40k and i'm like well i already have the other ring i don't need a third one and then it got to okay i'll give you 100k i'm like nope i don't need money i'm good thanks but you know it was what it was but yeah you should have asked for a couple million so <laughs> yeah, if, if he gave it you could yeah you could have decorated the house the castle you <laughs> I or the new, the new upcoming, uh, the the, mm-hmm. the whatever house, the, the Fulcrete house. Yes, yeah. the the full Fulcrete. Well, we don't know if it's three million yet, um, because you can't get into it on the PTS, can you? Yeah. Nope. No, yet. they they lock that, so you don't really know. And based on the size of it, like just based on like what I showed Ark in the last stream. I think it was where uh, I was like, yeah, if you go to, you know, the Mages Guild in Riften, that's the style that they showed us with the courtyard. You know, the courtyard, I guess, is fairly big, but that might only be a large house. So if it's a large and not a manor, then it's going to be a million, not three. Um, I still can't afford it, though. (laughs) (laughs) I could if I were able to combine my gold on both servers. Um, Did you don't let me do that. Well, you know what else they don't let you do? The the thing that says that any kind of thing that you buy is going to be on both servers. 
Oh yeah, I account. forgot to mention that. To yeah. Yeah. I should do that. Because I, I took a picture. False advertisement. <laughs> yeah, false advertisement. Because I took a picture of this while I was at uh, work, and I sent it to Art because uh, he was complaining that, you know, he's like, man, I don't have any of the crown store price stuff on EU, right? That he bought before, like costumes and stuff. But there was a um, a loading screen that says that crown purchases oh. are account-wide. And I'm like, well, you don't have a second account for EU. You just, you you know, you only have one. But it's yep. not true. <laughs> um, so I, I sent that to him. I said, you should, you should email Zoss. That's false advertising right there. I'm quoting, yeah. once obtained, collectibles such as mounts, costumes, and non-combat pets are unlocked for your entire account. Which yep. does not. It does not. Unlocks for that server. Yep. Not yeah. the account. Yep. Yep. I demand justice. I demand <laughs> justice. Yeah. So that was pretty much all I did in game this this week. Um, which I mean, it seemed like a good bit, but like questing wise, I didn't do a lot. But yeah, I definitely ran. I guess on Tuesday night, I ran. I guess it was Tuesday night. We ran uh, that dungeon, and it was uh, definitely. I lucked out two pieces. So um, I just need one more divine's piece of twice bitten stake for armor, and then you know. Uh, I need to, I need to continue far and a necklace for twice fang snake serpent, uh, but then all I need to do is um, farm the rest of the bone pirate. But bone pirate's easier to farm than than the other one is, right? Because that's yeah twice fang because that's just a dungeon. I can chain run that on normal like we were doing, so that's not that's not a problem to do it's just you know i'll i'll mess with that when i get to that point um but i'm also kind of waiting because i guess how do i want to say this it's a matter of i need divines pieces but since twice fang serpent's so hard to get i don't care what divine armor pieces i'll farm the other stuff from (laughs) you know it's like i already had a divines belt for bone guardian but I got a Divine's Belt and Twice Fang Snake. I'm like, nope, I'm keeping the Twice Fang Snake. I can farm the, the mm. Bone Pirate anytime, yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, um, so, and Setsua. Hey, Setsua. I see he joined chat. Uh, so, welcome. Oh, hello. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a fun thing to do. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm hopefully I'll get with uh, with Nerdman again, and he can we can get a vet group together so we can get that gold jewelry, because all I need yet is the necklace, so... Um, I'll just have to keep bugging him. And I had fun playing with Amanda Gray because I got the reser all the time. No, I'm just kidding. I died. I died a good bit too. I died a good bit too. Um, but I, uh, it, it just seemed like every time she died, I was the one who's like, oh, I can res her. So I was always resing her, so I was giving her a hard time about it. So I'm sure she'll leave a, a, a nasty comment on uh, on the video here or something for this. So love you, Amanda Gray. Just saying. All right, uh, so we're going to go ahead and move right on into the news. So, Ark, guess what? You're at yes. news desk, buddy. All right, so uh, we have just one piece of news, and that is that the patch 3.1.0, also known as Horns of Dreams DLC, also known as, a, known as Update 15, hit the PTS last week. Now, this is a very long uh, collection of patch notes, so I'm going to skip most of it. Basically, uh, we can enter the dungeons, but not the house. So that's one thing that at least we care about. Yeah. 
far as I know. I mean, I, I downloaded the PTS specifically to go, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just jump in there and you know, do a dungeon and then, and then mess with the house. And they're like, oh, but we're not going to let you into the house. I'm like, well, screw it, Zoss. I'm not doing your dungeons. Yeah. And that was uh, literally so the main reason why I patched it. I just wanted... Yeah. That's the reason we haven't done the dungeon, yeah. because you just bailed out when you find out that. Well, clearly, that was the only reason why I wanted to go. <laughs> Freaking dungeons. Right, so, we have uh, eight new item sets, four for uh, one of the dungeons and four for the other one. Light, medium, heavy, and the monster set. I'm not going to go into details, except this iron blood set, because I think I'll use it. It gives max health, physical resistance, spell resistance, and when you take damage, you have an 8% chance to chance to uh, gain major protection, reducing the damage taken by 30%, but reducing your movement speed by 75%. Now, do so you this... think that's a separate buff so you could stack it with, like, major minor wards? You know what I mean? Like, minor or major ward and major whatever the spell one is, those are just flat resistances, but since that one gives you a, a snare, do you think it counts as a different buff and they stack? Mm, I don't know. It doesn't say major, minor, ward here. Just straight up physical spell resistance. So I guess they will stack. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like because it has a different, you know, like if you already do abilities to give you major, uh, uh, major ward and major whatever the spell one is. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they give you yeah. that that percentage or whatever. But this is a different buff, so you think it count almost as, almost like Armor Master? Because I think Armor Master stacks with Major Ward. Like, because you could have Major Ward up and then proc Armor Master, which gives you a flat percentage resistance. Yeah, it does. It does, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, the reason I think it will align is that I'm trying to do a perma block, don't move at all build. So <laughs> that 75% <laughs> movement speed reduction is not an issue, so... I think I'll use this one. You kind of remind me of this one tank that we had in World of Warcraft who was tanking our raids, and he was a really bad player. And (laughs) he was like, I became a tank, so I didn't have to move. He immediately got kicked from our raid for that stupid (laughs) statement. He's like, that's why I became a tank, so I didn't actually have to move anywhere. I'm like, what? So It's it's not about not having to move, but like not needing it, you know? Just take take all the damage like a champ. Yeah, I hear you. I'm excited <laughs> about the new monster healing set. Oh? Uh, the Earthcore one. Piece. Yeah, Earthcore. The, the second piece, when you heal a friendly target that is under 50% health, you conjure a pool of quenching blood, which will look visually pretty cool, <laughs> which soaks up enemy placed effects instantly and heals all friendly targets in the area for... 30,000 health over three seconds. Oh. That is yeah. actually... Oh. This that... effect can occur once every 35 seconds. So Okay, so 35 seconds. All right. I'm sitting there going, that is, that's a little overpowered, but 35 seconds, that's a fairly long cooldown. All right. Yeah, so be good for trials. So yeah. I want that set. Yeah. Try that one out. Well, I mean, that's a. If it puts it directly under the person who who you healed, if they were under 50%, they were already kind of in trouble. Mm. So that's Mm. just even a bigger boost going forward. So, yeah, that makes makes sense. And as a healer, it's a free heal. It doesn't use any of your. um, Yeah. Resources. So, hooray. Well, you can't really complain about (laughs) that too much. No. Um, So, I'm very excited about that. 
Yeah. Uh, what is, what is the, is there a, a DPS? I'm sure there is, but what is the DPS yeah, set? Is. Uh, from the Falkreath Halt dungeon, uh, it drops a pillar of Nern. Maximum stamina, weapon critical, weapon damage, and fifth bonus is when you deal damage, you have a 10% chance to create a fissure underneath the enemy after one second. Dealing 2,000 physical damage to all enemies within 2.5 meters and causing them to bleed for an additional 8,000 physical damage over 10 seconds, which uh, this effect can occur every 10 seconds. And I don't think this is good. Really? I, yeah, I don't know. I, because the Twice Fang Snake is of similar thing. Let me see. Twice Fang. Well, see, Twice Fang is different. Because Twice Fang has the weapon damage, max dam, weapon crit, and then the five set bonus is when you deal damage, your physical penetration is increased by like a thousand for three seconds and stacks up to five times. So that physical penetration is what you're what you're after. Mm-hmm. But those proc sets sound pretty not. It would all depend on how much damage those really do when you factor in resistances, um, yeah. because that that bleed damage might put you know. It'd be it'd be worthy some testing to see if it's any any good over like just pure the pure physical penetration as long as you can keep you know get hits in every three seconds which really shouldn't be a problem but you know you got to keep your stacks up um, if you can do that uh, does those random procs deal more damage than the consistent amount of penetration that it gives you maybe it might be worth looking I might actually try to pick that up. Uh, to kind of swap in with Twice Fang to see how it plays. Um, I can't really swap out the Bone Tatter because the Bone Tatter is my resource, mm-hmm. you know. This this set, however, could be combined with the other medium set from the Bloodroot Forge, which is weapon critical, weapon damage, weapon critical again, and increases the damage you deal with bleed damage over time effects by 20%. So these are like two sets that can be used together. If you did a because... 5 and 5 of each, yeah, yeah. that would be kind of neat. My own, well, oh. uh, I'm thinking that that would actually be really cool, but, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't under, you know, you know me, I don't know much about DPSing, so... It, well, twenty percent added to that. I'm just I'm trying to think if the that amount of actual damage is worth you know picking up, right? Like it might be, it, it very well might be. Um, it just depends on if how much you do bleeds. Like how many things actually cause bleeding, though. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Nightblades would really like it, but I'm like on my Templar. I don't think any of my native abilities actually cause bleeding. I can't. Act- big giant yeah. sword that might cause some bleeding. Um, I actually I have to look because I don't even <laughs> think it does that. To be honest, hold on. I'm, 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 I think aren't I thought the axes were the bleeding. The axe ones. does bleeds. Yes, the sword just does the five. I was just looking to see if there was anything in the uh, in the traits, but nothing in our traits actually causes bleeding other than axes. Which grants mm-hmm. the bleeding damage, but like swords just um, forceful does a, a splash effect, but that's about it. It natively the two hander does not do bleeds. Uh, the bow doesn't do bleeds either. It does a lot of poison, but not bleeds. Um, so yeah, unless you're wielding an axe, you know maybe that might be something of note. Dual wield skills though, I think have like that twin slashes or 
whatever the name is, the first skill of dual wielding. I think yeah. that's a bleed damage. Yes, you're right. It, you're right. That does. And uh, SDTLC, thank you for coming in. Just got to do a wave to him, too. New person in chat. I don't think I've ever seen that name before. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah. No, I guess you're right. Dual wield might be more akin to that because of the bleeds that you would keep going. Two-hander, I would be the only bleed I'd get would be from Fissure. Um, but again, bleeds don't stack or don't grow, do they? I don't think they do. Again, I had no... <laughs> so you would just be increasing the duration. You wouldn't actually be, um, you wouldn't actually be adding more bleeds. You're just increasing the duration of the bleed that you currently have on there. So, hmm. Now, if Blood yeah. Eye comes all the way up to where I'm at, I can I can do this. Oh, sorry. Boss. I was reading the notes. So. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Oh, you're you're doing you're doing what you're supposed to do. I'm just. I'm just doing whatever it is I'm doing in game to be entertaining, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. that's actually quite easy. Just remove all your armor and do the slush red card dance. Oh that's yeah, true. that that yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is the only thing I really need to do to be at all entertaining. Um, clearly, yeah. So yeah, dual wield might be a way. A night, bl- uh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking bleeds just don't. They don't stack. They just keep increasing duration or keep refreshing duration. So you're not. It's not like you would get a. You wouldn't get a a stack, I guess, from from a bleed, and it go, mm-hmm. hey, here's the here's a two handed bleed, right? Or uh, my dual wheel bleed, which is different from your axe bleed, which is different from your this bleed. I, I don't think it stacks in that in that case. Um, Still, I mean, it could be like a stat twenty percent straight increase in bleed damage might be full, but as you said, I don't know how much bleed we inflict during dpsing so yeah well i barely do any because of the weapon that i use and uh i'm glad you could be here man he normally doesn't make it because uh we we record in the middle of the night so you know (laughs) it just worked out this time i guess well yeah well you i make you show up so (laughs) that's the difference um i I used to be able to not be here as well then i sold my soul (laughs) yeah you did yeah yeah yes you did Man, whatever this thing is, just like... Oh, I got hit by a, a thing, and it killed me. So Blood Eye just needs Again? to stay alive. Yeah, I should have dodged. Should have dodged. I didn't dodge. How are you going to play a tank? This, like... You get killed by every single boss attack. So Well, that's because I'm on my DPS. Know. I'm not supposed to get hit. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not supposed to get hit. I'm supposed to there kill you go, I killed things. it for you, Egg. Good, good. I'm glad you were here. Ooh, Spriggan. Spriggan set. Is it a good Spriggan set? It is Divines! <laughs> I'm going to keep that. How do I you get... Pets. How do you always get the correct traits? I got Divines pets as well. Oh, oh I don't know. It's pretty away. amazing. It's pretty amazing, not going to lie. Uh, all right, so a- anything else of note from, from that? I oh, mean, yes. I know yes. uh, you had some Blood Eye, but mostly cosmetic stuff right um or yes more. a lot of cosmetic stuff so new crafting motifs new furniture recipes hooray hooray mm-hmm. apparently when you are previewing an item at a guild trader you'll be able to see a picture of it yes that will hooray. be nice yeah you, you will be able to preview the furnishing items 
The furnishing items is definitely cool. I'm sitting there thinking armor might be neat, except for until they finish their transmog thing, it doesn't really matter because you're going to be stuck wearing ugly stuff anyway. But hopefully, you can get a preview. I can get a preview when you're crafting things. That would be good. Thanks, us. Very much appreciated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of things around if you're um, adding. Um, glyphs to locked items you don't have to unequip them and unlock them and things like that which would be useful well i know the reasoning behind it it was just due to the fact that like they it was bad code because of uh uh, anytime you go to improve there's the chance of destroying it so i don't know Mm -hmm. why they you have to unlock in order to improve which makes sense because you know you can willingly destroy your item but, I mean, that's um, still the case, but if it's 100% chance, then you can uh, improve the locked item. Yes. Vivek's yeah. underwear is now the same color as his loincloth, for those of you who previously checked. I don't think that that's what they were looking fit. for. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't looking for that. They were just checking to see, you know, how his parts were aligned, I guess. Because <laughs> he's a hermaphrodite, right? It's like, you know, everyone's curious, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things if someone came up to me like, so I'm a hermaphrodite, I'd be like, pull down your pants. I'm just, it, it's for science. I just got to know what, what this, you know, what, what yours looks like, you know? Like, I just got to see this. No, just kidding. No, yeah. I'm not. They're probably totally the was. main things for me. All right, so there are a few other stuff that I want to mention before we continue. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So champion point increase again. For Yay. 30 points, that means I'll never ever catch the maximum champion points. <laughs> I, That's okay. Uh, so what are we up to now? What is that, 660 now? Yep. Okay, because I'm not even at the, the new... I was capped before this late the Morrowind when we got an upgrade, and now I'm not capped again. Um, the only time I was capped was when the veteran ranks was still a thing. <laughs> when there <laughs> were no champion points? Yeah. <laughs> I'm at 708, so I'm good. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I gotta, I got, mm-hmm. I gotta farm it a bit. I know, I'm just being lazy, I guess. Um, because I'm at six seventeen, so I got a few more to go. But no, yeah, you don't, you don't have much to go. No, three hundred something. I don't, but again, I've been. I guess questing's probably not terrible, but doing dungeons would probably be better. But I don't do them that often. I should, but I don't. So. You should. You should. Well, I'm also at, I'm also in the phase now where it's like, listen, I just want to get done and do some questing stuff. So I've been ignoring doing like guild events because when I'm logged on, I'm like, I just I just want to do some questing so I can like finally catch up and you know be on current content, if you will. <laughs> so that that's what I've been that's what I've been doing is just like, hey, I'm I'm just gonna rock this for right now and, and go from there. Guildmaster avoiding the guild event. Yeah, no, totally. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got officers. That's what they're there for. They run stuff. <laughs> I have awesome officers. That's why. That's why they're there. That's why. I, that's why I made them officers so that, that they that they will run stuff. And I mean, that's that's the whole idea here. I don't. I don't. I don't see the problem. I, I really don't see the problem here. Nope. <laughs> uh. So. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Art. Moving on. Yep. A uh, bunch of fixes and improvements that I won't touch, but if you are curious about it, you can check them. It's about three pages long. Mm. 
And there are some combat and gameplay balance changes. Now, Warden got some buffs, like uh, oh. they are able to cast some, cast some spells while being stealth. Uh, so that's one thing. Did um, Warden really need a buff? That's what I'm curious I, about. I think so. Really? Because, I mean, at least in PvP, hmm. I never had a problem against a Warden. In Battlegrounds. Well, that's because like no the, one played uh, anything other than a Sork in Battlegrounds. No, they, there were uh, Wardens, but they didn't cause as much problems as Dragon Knights or Sorcerers. You know? I mean, right. Dragon Knights, I know from myself and other Dragon Knights, are hard to kill. You can't really kill them. Sorcerers are annoying, frustrating. Uh, other fam If I continue, it won't be family-friendly. So <laughs> I hate Sorks. Max Sorks. Max but Orcs, wardens, they don't do much, you know. Okay. I mean, they are not underpowered, but they are definitely not overpowered or in par with uh, sorcerers or anything. So okay. I guess some buffs wouldn't hurt. I see Dragon Knights got some slight debuffs, which I don't care. We are still awesome. How's the Templar uh, look? Because, you know, that's fine. There aren't any changes to Templar. Oh, really? You, you guys are getting ignored. Who cares? What else is news, Oss? Thanks. Actually, I'm not really having any issue with my Templar, but, you know, it's just par for the course with Templars, it seems. Yeah. Yep. We are the red-headed stepchild of ESO. Uh, huge changes to Mondastones. Okay. Uh, I won't read all of these, but uh, they made some huge changes, so... The aim is to be more diverse. Like an example is the lover now grants physical and spell resistance instead of just spell resistance. Stuff like that. Uh, they change the values and stuff. So if you want to check them out, go ahead on. You can read them on the patch notes. That's actually pretty nice because pretty much right now, if you're a DPS, you take either thief or shadow, um, and that's it. That's the only thing mm -hmm. you touch. Um, and uh, I mean. Yeah, there it was like the, pretty... the thief. The thief's critical strike chance, uh, as an example, reduced to nine percent from eleven percent. But they, okay. they nerfed it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's a shame for oh, me no. because I use thief, but it it really was something where it was there was no other reason to use anything else. Right. I mean, pretty much. I'm looking at this. I'm pretty much they nerfed thief. And buffed everything else. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. If they had a graph showing the amount of people who were using it, I would probably say probably close to like ninety percent of the ESO population was thief. <laughs> I mean, because even as a healer, technically thief is useful because it increases your yeah. uh, spell crit. So therefore, right. your heals crit. You know, so yeah. I mean, it w there really wasn't too much of a reason to do anything else. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. And depending on depending on like what you were doing, you might not even matter. Like you know, with regen, if you don't have regen issues, go with the pure. What would make you a uh, more effective heals per second? So yeah, yeah. I mean, the only ones who probably used anything different were tanks because they get no benefit off crit, really. So. Let's see what I've got on here. Thief. Yeah, thief. <laughs> <laughs> What do I have, Thief? Yeah, it makes sense. I don't even have to look. I think look. even I have Thief on my tank because <laughs> I switch back and forth between, you know, DPSing in PvP and tanking in PvP, and I don't bother changing Thief, so 
I think even even I have the thief. Yeah, everyone has thief. Yeah, you just we're all thieves. I'm more of the of the opinion that I just choose thief as what you know what's going on, and I I'll just be surprised if it's not thief. That's just the safer <laughs> bet. Just what Mundus do you have? Thief? Oh no, I'm using Atronach. Really? You know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a big change uh, that was controversial on the forums, as far as I can see. And that is the fact that they removed the visual effects of ally damage of uh, damaging yes. ally area of effect abilities. So basically, when you're in a group, you're in a dungeon, and your sorcerer casts an AOE, you don't see it anymore. Now they say this is the improved visual clarity and performance. It... You can still see the synergy effects like. Uh, Blessing shards or enemies' AOEs. Right. But you don't know what your allies are doing in terms of damaging AOE attacks, like caltrops, like uh, sorcerer alt, uh, the distraction stuff ultimates. Is that a problem? Well, yes. I. I Go ahead, Rob. So, and then on the, doing the halls of fabrication trial yesterday. I thought, actually, no, I'm now looking forward to it because you've got so many people and you you can't read the area effects of the bosses that you're fighting. Mm-hmm. I'll try to heal it, and I just couldn't see anything. So I was just blind healing. So I'm actually, I've changed my mind. I think for content like Trials, I think it'll be very useful that you can then actually see and react to the bosses' effects rather than your team's because everything was just being masked for me, and it was... Yeah, so I've, I've changed my mind on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, think... I don't, I don't really see too much of an issue. I mean, because you're not a tank, I guess. Yeah. Here's the thing: as a tank, I have to keep the boss inside the DPS's AOE attacks. Uh, yeah. How can but... I do that if I don't see the AOE attack? But like, is it you r- use the distraction stuff ultimate, and I just move the boss away somewhere? Well, why would you be moving the boss unless there was a reason to move the boss and? Honestly, because I'm kiting it. You usually kite the okay, boss. Okay, but if if you're kiting the boss, then it's on the DPS to you know to manage their own stuff. Yeah, but here's the thing: this, they are using ultimates or other stuff that, and they they have to do their resource management. If, yeah. If I keep moving the boss around because I don't see the AOE attacks, uh, or yeah, another but... example is in PvP, like. Why would I drop caltrops if there are already the caltrops on the ground? I would mm. uh, save my stamina. But if I don't yeah. see the caltrops on the ground, I will I will drop it. And then probably yeah. the other guy will drop it again, and it's just a waste of stamina. That's where communication helps. This, <laughs> this is definitely a good change, but the thing is, <gasps> it should first. be toggle ability. Okay, yeah, now I, I, I agree with the toggleable stuff. I'm like off by default, but you could turn it on if your rig is super powerful. Yeah. Or turn it on for certain players. Mm, yeah, cool. perhaps. Yeah, that that be. Person X, person Y, turn it on for them and off for everyone else. That would be good. It'd be interesting, but um, and and apparently what SD TLC is saying is that Caltrops now stack. Yeah, but I don't oh. use Caltrops for the damage or anything. I just use them to for crowd control. Like when the Sork comes and grabs the relic. I just but, use it to slow it down. 
Yeah, but why would you still not do that? Because you're using it for the purpose of crowd control, right? You know, great. But why then would you not still do that? If another DPS drops it, then what are they doing? They're just pulling the threat to them. Like, do you know know what I'm saying? I mean, here's the thing. It's a matter of strategy. You could use that, you you could not. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you are taking one part of the game. Yeah. Like, the ESO is built upon being dynamic in the combat. Mm-hmm. And that is based on seeing all the enemy attacks and knowing what your allies are doing. Now, you are taking one part of that out from the game. And you are not making this toggle as a, as a toggle option. Like Maybe, maybe I, I'm not running a 1080 Ti, GTX 1080 Ti. But if I did, I wouldn't have any problem with the visual effects at all. And I could just boost everything I have and still enjoy the game. Now, why would the... And I enjoy that chaos. I enjoy that chaotic visuals. Now, why would you take that away from me while I can afford to look at it, run it? Yeah, and as a toggle, you're right, if you had the option. And thank you, uh, uh, Fezworthy. I died again, and uh, he pointed out that I didn't have food on, which explained why I died so quickly. I'm like, why am I dying? I saved your life again. (laughs) Well, technically, you didn't save my life because I died. You just killed the boss. Oh, I saved him from killing you again. Oh, uh, no, I put food on at that point. I'm just, just, you're crazy. You're crazy. Uh, okay, no, I, I agree. That is, there. it should be toggable. Like, I don't mind if it was off by default, yeah. but you should have the ability to turn them on if it's something you desire, because seeing yeah, more It is... also affects item sets ability, by the way. Oh, well, is that a problem? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Just something. putting it out there. I'm just, I'm just like jumping and taking all this stuff from, from I know. Robot Dancer. It, it, Australian ping. It, I actually it's, get there on my screen before you, and then you just run up and. Ah uh, man, I love <laughs> having like 20 MS ping, and she's like at 500, and I'm like, yeah, nope, I'm Two, there. <laughs> 240 is what I meant. 240. All right, this actually used to be what I played out when I was on DSL. Oh <laughs> man, that sucks. Um, so, okay. Now, uh, anything else before we before we move on? Uh, there are also a bunch of changes to weapon traits, which okay. I'm not going to read, but uh, oh. since it's the hot topic right now, sharpen trait, reduce sharpen. the spell and physical penetration granted to 2,752 from 5,160. They halved it. They halved it. They yeah. halved it, yeah. <laughs> they also have the amount of money you were going to get on your staff that dropped. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it will sell now. Like, they they made the change before I could sell my sharpened staff, so yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I guess sharpened kind of was something that was really powerful. Like I, from what I've been seeing and what some people have been, <clears throat> excuse me, I have to take a drink here. Mm. What I've been seeing from people in the PTS is now precise. I think it's infused and uh, sharpened are about a thousand dps away from each other now they're like really close where before it was a pretty big difference so they're they're narrowing the gap i guess a little bit um they nerfed defending as well i'm just realizing it yeah they held the defending as well yes that's not nice (laughs) definitely not nice for you (laughs) (laughs) um 
But yeah, uh, SDTLC says Precise is now on top again. I know it's close. Like, I knew it was on top, but it's not far. Um, if you're really min-maxing, maybe go for it. But if you already have a sharpened, it might not be worth, you know, like, if I already have a golden sharpened weapon, it might not necessarily be worth picking up a Precise now. Maybe, maybe not. Not if I don't really want to spend the money or I don't have to go insane over it. But if I get it, great. If not, you know, who cares, right? Um, that's kind of how My I look at it. My beautiful new sharpened Moon Dancer Lightning stuff. Is garbage. It. <laughs> I've already golded it. I'm keeping it. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there. I don't know. It's That's kind of how I feel about the whole thing. It is, it is what it is. So. As um, for the last thing I want to mention... Uh, there are also they made also a bunch of different uh, like improvements or whatever to item sets as well. One thing I want to mention from here, uh, from this one page long list, is that they universally increased the maximum health, magic, and stamina from the uh, the, the ones that sets gave by thirteen point three percent. So the reason I wanted to mention this is that they thought that uh, there were infinite like infinite resources builds and they wanted to get rid of the that and make the resource management harder and now they are giving us more resources so what is going mm. on well that 13% what uh, a gold lit out item was what 933 for like a stamina or magic so now what is it like a thousand you know like I think it was thousand something was it a thousand I don't think it's don't that know. much actually hold on I can, I can look right now I'll tell you exactly how much it is uh, nine sixty-seven max stamina. So nine sixty-seven is is what it was for me. Oh, okay. So maybe it's the health one that is over ten because I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the some... health one's different. The health one's okay. like higher. Um. So yeah, you are right about that. But um, yeah, the other ones would probably only be a little over a thousand now. They wouldn't even be. You know, they wouldn't actually yep. be at that level, but. I guess a little bit more resources aren't terrible, but I mean, if you if you're, I guess if you're weaving a little bit more, you're not going to have any of these issues. I mean, I don't really mm -hmm. have too many now, and even if I have to weave for just a few seconds, it's enough to really kind of put me back on top. Um, yeah. That I don't really have any issues going forward. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to mention that. So no, no, that's it's, it's about it. Fascinating. There are a bunch of new books and stuff that you can find and add to your library, obviously. Awesome. I love new books. Yeah, notes, books. Lord Vivek's questions that I'm seeing just right now. <laughs> uh, Lord Vivek. So, yeah, that's about it for the patch notes. Okay. Well, then that kind of ends our news for this week. I guess next week we're going to talk about uh, some, if any other news pops up, but also I think we talked about doing some data mining stuff in the future. Yay! So that'll <laughs> be fun. Uh, for next week's episode. Uh, but before we really go any further, we are going to go ahead and do... What are we doing next? Oh, I guess it's a lore reading time, isn't it? I think it is. It is. All right. So that pretty much means it's time for 36 Lessons of Vivek. So <laughs> it's actually really funny. Someone sent me a, a, a message going, I love, I love Tales. I can't wait to share with my kids because, you know, it's family friendly, which is true. I'm like, well, you may want to steer clear of any 36 lessons <laughs> um, just because of what they are. So 
obviously, for those who have not listened before or just listening now, we have been studying the 36 lessons of Vivek, and we are up to Sermon 5. So I'll go ahead and read the sermon, and then we'll talk about it. Now, this one actually it's is probably one of the most straightforward ones I've ever done, but it's kind of interesting because you, you get to meet a hero for the first time that's only been alluded to. So, 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermon 5. Oh, I can't see it in the patch notes. No, I don't put them in there because last uh, time... I'll get to you right away. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, uh, key rock. All right. Sent from Discord. Thank you. Finally, the simulacrum of the Netchman's wife became unstable. The Dwemer, in their haste, had built it too shoddily, and the ashes of Red Mountain slowed its golden tendons. Before long, it fell to its knees beside the road of the lands of the Inderel and pitched over, to be discovered 80 days later by merchant caravan on its way to the capital of Veloth, Anon Amalexia. Vivek had not been among his people all the days of his pre-life, so he stayed silent and let the Chimer and their caravan think that the simulacrum was broken and empty. A Chimeri warrior who was protecting the caravan said, Look here how the Dwemer try to fool us as ever, crafting our likenesses out of their flesh metals. We should take this to the capital and show our mother I am. She will want to see this new strategy of our enemies. But the merchant captain said, I doubt we will be paid well for that effort. We can make more money if we stop at Normok and sell it to the Red Wives of Dagon, who pay well for the wonders made by the Deep Folk. But another Chimer, who was wise in the ways of prophecy, looked upon the simulacrum with disquietude. Was I not hired to help you seek the best of fortunes? I say you should listen. Listen to your warrior, then, and take this thing to I.M., for they are manufactured by our enemies, there is something in it that will become sacred, or has been already. The merchant captain took pause then, and looked on the simulacrum of the Netriman's wife, and thought, and though he heeded always the advice of his seers, could do no more than think of the profits to be made at Normach, he thought mainly of the Red Wives' form of recompense which was four-cornered and good-wounded, a belly magic known nowhere else under the moons. His lust made him deny I am his mother. He gave order to change course for Normach. But the cavern uh, before the cavern could get underway again, the Chimeri warrior who was counseled a passage to the capital threw his money at the merchant captain and said, I will pay you thus for the simulacrum and warn you, war is coming with the shaggy men of the north. And I will not have my mother I am at uneven odds with one enemy while tending to another. Nerevar, the merchant captain said, this is not enough. I am a triune of my own way, but I follow the road of my body and demand more. Then Vivek could not remain silent anymore and said into Nerevar's head these words. You can hear the words, so run away. Come, Hortator, unfold into the clear unknown. Stay quiet until you've slept in the yesterday, and say no elegies for melting stone. So Nelvar slew the merchant captain and took the caravan for his own. The ending of the words, Am Salvi. So that one was easier to understand. I mean, honestly, that's us finally seeing one of the compatriots of the tribunal in action. That's uh, Nerevar Indurel. 
Um, he is, well, I mean, if you played Morrowind, he is, uh, well, I guess your character is the reincarnation of him uh, as the Nerevarine. He was the companion of Sothasil and Vivek and the lover, or some say husband, I believe he was a husband of Amalexia. So you finally meet him. The Dwemer's construct of the Nechman's wife has fallen apart. And Vivek, being fearful, having not been around the Chimeri before, stayed silent until he heard what they were going to do with him. They were going to sell him to the Red Wives of Dagon. But the merchant uh, warrior, uh, Nerevar, spoke up saying, Listen, we need to take this to Amalexi, that's I am. And we need to go and you know let her know what the Dwemer are doing because we're at war with them. There's constant strife between these two people because we've mentioned this before that the Dwemer, they're agnostic. Or, yeah, I guess agnostic is the word. I almost want to say atheist, but they kind of believe in divine, but not really. So, and the Chimeri are devout like, you know, very devout um, religious folks. So they are, you know, at war with one another. And seeing that the Dwemer are now, you know, essentially creating spies is what they're assuming. They're able to so, um, so craft these, these automatons that they look so close to what um, the, the real ones are that they are, they grew fearful and went, no, we've got to, we have to go tell I am, that hey the Dwemer are up to no good again but you know the merchant captain in his lust went I can make more money going to the Red Wives of Dagon they also perform certain acts that we'll say that are very pleasurable and I want to I want to I want to go deal with them instead of taking this to you know Mother Morrowind and uh, Vivek now knowing him to be the Hort Tator who was you know from prophecy told him that he needed to more or less take charge and take over and do what he needed to do. So there we are. We're seeing Nerevar now finally on the scene. We finally know who the Hortator was. So if you didn't know this already, I know a lot of us already do, um, but the Hortator that was uh, discussed in, I think, Sermon 1 is now revealed, and he is now being carried by the Hortator to Amalexia. All right. That was Sermon 5. No comments? No, no. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, you got... Yeah, no, we're good. I wonder why that... that I don't know. That. I don't know why it does it. It's weird. It's <laughs> it's really weird, but it's okay, because we're here again. So, that one was question. easier. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, Vivek and the... Tr- Tribunal got their powers from the from Heart of Lorcan after fighting uh, Dwemers and stuff like that, right? Okay. Um, so at the beginning, like when Vivek was a kid or a child or whatever, pre-birth. he didn't have these powers or anything. And these sermons are what Vivek writes. Yes. So he's basically kind of trying to justify his divinity. That yes. Uh, he didn't just got it from the heart of Lorcan, but he always had the divinity thing going on from his birth or before his birth. Yes, kind of deal. Yes. Okay. Um, and that is, and that is uh, one of the things that they 
um, they wanted this to be known. Like, and this is why he's writing. And a lot of times people are like, Vivek is a poet, but he's also a liar. And a lot of the stuff that we knew about the Horde of Lorcan, the, the, the Heart of Lorcan is not mentioned in the Tribunal Temple. Because to mm. them, it doesn't exist. The story of the Heart of Lorcan comes from the dissident priest. The priests that were in the Ashlands, the Ashlanders, who do not follow the tribunal and believe they are usurpers of the Daedric lords who they should be worshipping. So that's where we're seeing the story. So we know the heart of Lorcan, but according to Vivek, he's always been divine. And that's what these sermons are trying to portray is the idea that he is, he is divine and he was divine from essentially when he was a fetus. Like he was, he was born this way. He was not made this way. Um, I see. Yeah. So, So, uh, Another question, uh, not really related to Vecca and Sermons uh, or Tribunal. Now, these three, the Tribunal got their powers, their divinity, through Heart of Lorcan yep. at some point. Yep. Then there's Tiber Septim, who achieved divinity, which I don't remember where, how he got it. Tiber and Septim. Are there any other mortals that achieved divinity later on? Um, that we know of? Technically, uh, there's a couple. Um, we have Tiber Septum and his apotheosis to Talos, uh, which mm-hmm. is actually, here's the best way I've seen it described. And it's actually, they're all linked. Uh, it's all linked to Lorcan because yep. the apothe- apotheosis of Tiber Septum was Halty Earlybeard and the Ash King combining into one soul. The Ash King is someone known as, you may have heard this term a few times, maybe not, the term Shezarine, okay? Which yep. are essentially, I don't want to say reincarnations, but you you almost want to think of them as reincarnations of Lorcan. Um, there's a few of them throughout history. One of the most famous is Pelinal Whitestrike, the one who helped... Um, or, uh, um, Alesh, or as we know her, Alessia, and the, and the Slave Rebellion. He was what a lot of people call a Shezarine, which many believe to be a representation of Lorcan in the world. So let, let's look at that again. So we have the Shezarines, who appear throughout history several times. Um, it actually is even thought that uh, Nerever, the Nerevarine was a Shezarine, but that that's kind of debated one way or the other, but mm-hmm. the idea is everything is tied back to Lorcan. Talos is a combination of Halty Earlybeard and some form of like Wolfharth, uh, which was a Shezarine, the Ash King, which is a Shezarine. Uh, Pelinal White Strike was a Shezarine, and the Tribunal achieved divinity through Lorcan's heart, which was part of Lorcan. So everything comes back to the missing god. In the end, can oh. I see? Yeah. So, um, but again, do, like uh, we know that tribunal got the powers from Heart of Thorcan. Yeah. Uh, the how did like there were other what was the word? Shezarines. Yes. Shezarine. So there were other Shezarines. How did Tiber got to be the Talos and entered the divin like one of the divines became one of the. Divines. What was the difference that he had? What was the difference that he had versus... Yeah, over the other shit. 
over the other Shazarins that why the why Tiber became a divine while other Shazarins did not. This is something that there's. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of I how made a jealous stutter. No, no. I'm trying to think of the best way to to describe it. It, it all revolves around the Numidium and the Underking. Um, mm-hmm. Because that was they were trying to use the the heart of Lorcan, but I guess at this point, um, with him combining in this Oversoul, the whole idea is you know when you ask about Lorcan as avatars, this was brought up by Michael Kirkbride. He he presented a list of of names and surnames and pseudonames and titles of people um, like Tiber Septum, for instance, uh, that were suspected to be part of this. I don't know. Antiomorphic uh, oversoul kind of thing uh, that is believed to constitute the following deity known as Talos. There's multiple souls that were kind of pushed together. So when they died, their souls combined to form what we know as Talos. And that was like Wolfharth, uh, Halty Earlybeard, uh, one of the other ones, uh, Ysimir. You know? I think Wolfharth is Ysimir. No, there's, like, there's multiple. Ysimir? There's multiple. Um, there's multiple Wolfharts. Wolfharth, the Underking. So the idea is when Hulti Earlybeard died, Tiber Septum mm-hmm. died, his soul was combined with these other oversouls into the apotheosis that is Talos. So it's not just one soul that is in this, mm-hmm. this concept. Why he did that, and some people said it's because of Chim, C-H-I-M, that idea mm-hmm. of achieving Chim, um, that allowed him to achieve this apotheosis, which set him apart from the others. Because the others were essentially reincarnations of, of Lorcan, or some sort of oversoul of Lorcan. So when he died, he didn't really die, just the entirety of Lorcan died. Parts and fragments of him still exist within the Shezarines. And okay. um, so when, when, for when he achieved Chim, or Kaim, or whatever you want to call it, their souls combined to become Talos. It's a it's an interesting concept, but the whole thing revolves around this idea of Chim, which isn't isn't really even mentioned in the in the games except for like one time. It was it's kind of like a meta topic, which people have a um, thought that Chim was kind of a, an inside joke about using the mod tools to change the game to be whatever you want so that the player essentially becomes God. But, you know, some people don't like accepting that as a, a reason because it's kind of like, oh, that takes away from the lore of the world. And, you know, it's not just some inside joke. All right. We got a <laughs> few more emails to go through. Uh, hopefully I didn't bore too many people with the lore. Um there is a, a code sniper says there's a theory that the protagonist in Skyrim is a Shezarine as well. Yeah, the, the Shezarines, a lot of times the heroes in Skyrim are, are not in the Elder Scrolls series are often thought of as uh, Shezarines as well. Um, but all right, so we actually got a few emails, which is more lore. So we're going to have to go through those. So Praxis <laughs> in, in uh, Guild's. He sent us a message going, more Lorag. Okay. 
I want to say thanks to you, uh, Agelis and Ark and Blood Eye, for the lore talk about Meridia. I feel like I've learned so much about that, and this podcast gets me through the servers being down after a long 12-hour shift. You guys slash girls are great. Uh, glad to be part of what you're doing. If uh, you have time, could you possibly talk about the Dark Brotherhood? I'm currently playing in Nightblade, and I just joined them. Uh, from what I could see, that all dark, uh, there are all dark and a clan of assassins going way back, probably in other games. Thanks, looking, uh, thanks in advance. Looking forward to the next show. Hopefully, I can catch you in games eventually. So, the Dark Brotherhood. And I did some stuff yesterday in game, actually. Oh, really? Oh, hmm. cool. Um, Sorry, hail Sithis. Hail Sithis. So, Dark Brotherhood is a group of assassins. You are right. And they've been pretty much in every single game, if I remember correctly. Um, but the Dark Brotherhood, and it's actually awesome that you ask about this, because Morrowind brought into concept uh, something that many people don't know is that the dark brotherhood only came into existence i think in the second era somewhere around there i can't remember the exact exact year they're actually a splinter group of the moreg tong the moreg tong worship minfala and the the web spinner and they are a group of assassins that operate mainly in morrowind after the assassination of uh, Raymond II by the Morag Tong, they were outlawed in the entire empire, and they were pretty much forced back only to work within Morrowind. So there seemed to be some ideological differences somewhere along the line, and um, the group of Dar- or Morag Tong broke off from them and started worshiping someone known as, well, Sithis. He is the Void. Um, if you go back to the beginning of Nern, the idea of a new and Padme, um, the light and the dark, so to speak, um, they wrestling over this idea of Nern and the existence of of, of a plane that um, was created, and they ripped themselves out of time, but they started breaking away from Infala and started worshiping Sithis as the name that has been so commonly attributed to him, mostly from the Hist, um, who, who don't actually acknowledge any of the other gods. They just acknowledge the Void, which is Sithis. So the Argonians, it's a big part of their culture. In fact, any, any Argonian born under the sign of the Shadow is immediately given over to the service of Sithis, regardless of what they wanted to do in life they have no choice as soon as you are born under the sign of the shadow you are sent off to work with the dark brotherhood so the dark brotherhood are they worship sithis and there is a group or um i guess the night mother came into existence now there's some controversy about the night mother who is their direct contact they're said to be the wife of sithis she is a corpse that is uh, <laughs> that can speak. Now, I've heard a whole bunch of weird things about this. That it is, in fact, still Minfala talking through a corpse. Some say it's Sithis, but it's kind of... No one really knows at this point. There's a lot of theories about it. Arkanir, maybe you're, you're a big Dark Brotherhood fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> not so much. Do you know anything about the Night Mother? Well, there are... As you said, several theories. Like some of them is that Night Mother is Mephala. 
Yep. And just took the form of a mortal Dunmer. Yep. And thus became the Night Mother. Uh, some say that Night Mother is just uh, a leader of the one of the. Uh, you know, at first when the Dark Brotherhood formed uh, away from the Morag Tongue, they are still worshipping uh, Mephala at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So then this Dunmer, uh, the Night Mother, comes out and she's, I don't know, if I remember correctly, leader of the current Dark Order or whatever. Yep. Uh, she somehow becomes, becomes the wife of uh, the Cities yep. and she bores five child. Then uh, she kills them so they can be together with their dread father, Cities, in the void. Their souls go to Cities. And people find it very cruel and stuff like that and Night Mother is killed. Now, I might be wrong because I've read these no, no, you're you're right. You're you you sparked a memory here. Yes, yeah. you did. You did <laughs> bring that up. Um, but. Uh, then people find that that was too cruel, like uh, murdering your own child, so they can be with their father in the void, and the nightmare is killed. So eventually, what happens is that Dark Brotherhood do uh, believe or do serve Cities, but Nightmother is the voice, like. They serve cities through Night Mother. That kind of. Thing. If yep. if your memory spark, just take it from here. Yep. And... No, I'm good at this point. Um, <laughs> there is a a keeper of the Night Mother. She is. Yeah. They're the ones who tend to the corpse um, of you know of the Night Mother, which is you know hanging out, which is kind of gross. But you know they they yeah, tend to her. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's around. And there's also another one called the speaker. The speaker is the one who can hear the voice of the mm, night mother. The listener. The listener. Sorry. And the speaker is the one. One who listener the tale. for speaker. Yeah. Black hand. The black hand. <laughs> so the listener hears the speakers tell, and um, yep. so that that's pretty much what the Dark Brotherhood was, or where they evolved into. Um, so it, it eventually, like you said, over time. It the 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 divide between the worship of Minfala and then the idea that Minfala is almost playing a trick on them is brought up, you know, by playing the Night Mother. Uh, we don't actually know on that one because again, it's multiple theories. Whether it was a person, whether it's Minfala in, in, in you know inhabiting a corpse of somebody, they now worship the Void, and death is you know their main goal. And by doing what is known as the Black Sacrament, you can summon a Dark Brotherhood member because a a listener will hear this through the Night Mother and yep. re- relay this to a speaker, and the speakers give out the task of, you know, Where's performing this dead body? that. What dead body? Uh, Night, Night Mother. Well, she was originally in the, the sarcophagus in... Um, is it, it where is it? It's in Cyrodiil. Either either Shaden Hall or Bravel. I think I it's Bravel. I think it's Bravel. That the the statue of the Lucky Lady. It's the entrance of the Night Mother's crypt. Yeah. That later gets uh, raided by the uh, I can't remember authorities. I guess and like yep. some some people. It gets raided and the coffin of the Night Mother, like the crypt, is emptied. It's raided and the coffin of the Night Mother is rescued by one of the orcs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Orc assassins. And then it ends up in... Like, we see... Well, it, it, I'm trying to think whether if it would be a spoiler or not. So, But yeah, the coffin is rescued from the crypt. And ever since, just 
travels around the sanctuaries and stuff like that. Right. And in the time of Skyrim, it's if you played Skyrim, it's its last known resting place is actually in the the sanctuary in Fall or is it Falkreath Dawnstar. or Dawnstar? Dawnstar. That's right, because the Falkreath one was taken over. So it's yeah. currently in the far north. If you jumped ahead a thousand years, <laughs> okay. yeah. So hopefully uh, you found that at all interesting. We do have another email here, which I got to pull up. Uh, this is from Yowsbark, one of our Twitch subs. Thank you so much, Yowsbark. Um, I hope this reaches you before the next Tales of Tamriel podcast, which it did. The God of Swipe does not favor me in recent days, so my attempts at texting this message resulted in a long stream of curses that aka that the God of Swipe, Swipe aka Shagoreth, transformed into ducking ducks. <laughs> so yet again, I fall victim to slaughterfish while hunting for the elusive paintings locked within treasure chests buried on Nern. And although I stubbornly believe that such paintings exist, bug loot table question mark. I am now curious as to what exists beyond the realm of the slaughterfish. Without knowing the recipe for a raft, I cannot possibly satisfy my curiosity within the realm of ESO. Does the water dissipate into nothingness, or do the seas stretch all the way back around to the other shore of Tamriel? I am attempted to solve this mystery on my own, but apparently there is some debate on the topic which whether Nern is flat or not. What do you believe, O oh wise scholars of the Elder Scrolls lore? It's actually funny that um, that you brought this up. Uh, <laughs> because as you brought it up, it actually got me thinking, and I started looking into the lore of this as well. Because there does seem to be some... I don't want to say issues, but there's some uh, there's some thoughts on this because we all know that the the planes of existence, right? The we have Nern, the planet, but then we also see the planets in the sky. But the planets aren't really planets; those are the spheres of uh, the realms of the Adra, okay, which are infinite planes. But the mortal mind cannot comprehend it, so we view it as spherical. Even the moons, uh, Master and Secunda, being the discarded remains of Lorcan's body, um, are floating up and they're spherical but broken. And yet he also is, you know, of, of this Adric descent. So again, this infinite plane that's somewhat broken and spherical. But given that the I that the uh, realm of Nern isn't was made from like the Elnafe, the wandering El, not the wandering, the, uh, the earth bones, the Elnafe, um, that became part of this. The spirits came down and became part of Nern. There's no proof one way or the other that, um, Nern is, is round. It very well could be flat because what we see on the map, which I'm going to pull up here on the screen is just the continent of Tamriel. That is just the continent. We know for a fact that there are a few other continents in the world. Uh, to the far north um, is the continent of Atmora, which is, at the time of Skyrim, a frozen wasteland. That's why the Nords migrated into uh, Tamriel. Uh, to the west was the sunken islands of Yukuda. And to the east is the um, Ak- Akavir which is another huge continent. Uh. To the south are the island chains of uh, Pandonema, 
Pando, Pando, Pandonina, I think it's pronounced. Anyway, it's where the, the sea elves are. And let me see if I can actually, maybe I can pull it up. I'm going to try. Um, map of Nern. It, it's, eh, there we go. Let me see if I can. Awesome. That is what I wanted. Planet Nern. That is a very small picture. I need a bigger one. <laughs> that, that's, that's better. That's definitely better. I'm going to go ahead and save this image, and then I'm going to go ahead and bring it up on the stream. So just give me one second for those who have not seen this. I know uh, it doesn't make for good radio, but that's okay. Um, all right, so I have it up here on the screen now, which you'll probably be able to see. I'm going to go ahead and expand this out so people can see it. So if you look at Nern, we have Tamriel, which is pretty much that one section right over that we, that we see. We also see the island of Atmora, which where the elves came as uh, originally down to the far south. The islands of the Yakutan chain at more to the north, um, which we which we then see as well. Um, uh, or, I'm sorry, not at Almora, at Mora, and then uh, Almiris is what I'm talking about. And then we have the continent of Akavir to the far east, as well as a few other little islands uh, in the uh, Padometic Ocean, which are where the Slode come from. So we see this, but we actually don't know anything else beyond this because it's shown as flat. But it not being a planet and not actually, you know, it's floating in this void. We don't actually know if it's flat or not because we've not seen anything around the uh, the the only known sailors will sail to Akavir. And the, uh, the, the sea elves don't really say. They kind of float up and array the, the shores of, of, uh, of Nern or of uh, Tamriel. But we actually don't, we don't, uh, we don't actually know. I, I tend to think that it's flat. Yeah, I really do. I tend to think it's flat. It could be actually flat because when you think about it, the, you know, we perceive like the Adric and Daedric worlds as planets and stuff like that, but they are actual realms, right? Like, yes, different di- kind of di- like different dimensions. Yes, kind of different realms. Uh, so it might as well be uh, a straight, as you said, a flat plane uh, all... that just expands and expands and expands. To a certain until... point, there's probably something that'll push back. But you also got to think that the idea of the realm of the Mundus, the 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 plane of existence where Nern is, is essentially just this open space in the void. So Nern itself, what we know as Nern, the planet, could be floating in this just this void of space that is separate from Aetherius and and the outer void. Because I I've not ever read anything. Um, about and I about anyone being able to sail from like High Rock or Yakudans exploring and hitting the other side of Akavir. Everything, everything I've read tends to lead towards everyone sailing towards the very center, which is Tamriel. Like I would imagine, if someone tried to sail the other way, they would just keep on sailing and nothing would ever happen. Like in, infinity of sea, just. I, I wouldn't even know if there's affinity, but maybe there's a point where, you know, at the when it ends, there's so much turbulent sea that nothing could ever sail past it, you know? Hmm. That could be, too. 
Yeah, it could just like. Or you just pop pop out from like Akatosh's living room. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> it it's possible. It's definitely possible. So that that was Nern. I went ahead and pulled that up. Um, but yeah, I tend to think it's it's flat to be honest because I've not read anything anywhere that says that the world itself is that anyone has sailed from the one coast all the way around. So yeah, that's I tend to think it's flat because technically there are no I there are no spherical planets. Everything's floating in the void in these realms of the void. The Mundus is literally just that. It's a re- what you would consider a realm of oblivion in void and then the Adric realms are contained within this realm and they're infinite spheres but they're contained within a finite space so we see them as round so yeah so I'm looking at a post that I found in imperiallibrary.info and someone actually made a lot of things with the longitudes and stuff like that geographical stuff and turn it into a globe. And the beginning of like the first in the first paragraph he mentions uh wait, where is it? However, given the longitude and latitude lines on Redgar's West Tamriel map and Daggerfall's Mages Guild globe. So uh was there a globe of sorts in one of the Mages Guild that you remember in some of the games? I can't tell, but the there closest... may have been a globe object that like uh, the world globe in the game that may actually uh, debunk our theory of it being flat. There are a couple spherical things within the Dwemer uh, observatories, but even they, I don't think represent Nern as a whole. So, hmm. yeah, something to think about. And I'm actually probably going to do a little yeah. bit more research on this one because I'd love to come back to this question. Um, but... I've not seen anything that says it is it is round in any way. Um, there is a map on the Imperial Library uh, that shows it as you know as a sphere, um, but I, I when I look at it, it's it's not from any official source that I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and. Um, I feel like there's a there's a whole continent that they added that I've never heard of before. Uh, so, Akavir we've heard of, but I've not heard of uh, Lyg. So I don't know if that's something different. Maybe it's there. Maybe I have heard of it. I'm trying to think. But again, I'm gonna do some more research on this one because I think it's really fascinating, and I want to see what more people say. And I'm probably gonna come back to it at a, in a, at a later mm-hmm. time, putting this on my list of things that I want to talk about in the future. Well, guys, that's the end of our tales show. I'm telling you, it's crazy, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> All right. So before we get going, um, any uh, Arkaneer, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on anywhere that is that you can find the name Arkaneer. Like, uh, if you type it into Google, it will bring up my Twitter, it will bring up my website, it will bring up my YouTube, Twitch, whatever, because I made the name up. So <laughs> so that's that should the only Arkaneer should be me uh, that's in existence. Right. So, yeah, that is... Actually, I'll try... I'll, I'll pronounce 
I'll spell it this time. That is A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. Cool. That is Arkanir, and you can find everything there. Excellent. Uh, Blood Eye, where can people find you in-game? Uh, in-game and in Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, just look for Blood Eye. She's in, the, she's in our guild, so if you're interested in joining our guild, you can always just send... Uh, either myself or her a message. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jellos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-O-F. In-game is at Jellos, which is pretty easy. You can find everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com as well as YouTube.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. Really, it's just DungeonCrawlerNetwork, Facebook, all those places. So just <laughs> check that out. Um, I want to thank everyone for showing up today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, we will be back next week with another episode of Tales of Tamriel. We will see you later, everybody. Hail Sithis. <laughs> when Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.